When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And welcome in. On the eve of Vikings training camp, players reporting Judd Zolgad getting his SPF 4000 ready to slab all over his face, his forearms, his neck, ready for your next key. 60-second straight training camp. Judd has covered every single Vikings training camp since their inception. Did you guys know that? Since Bemidji, man. Um, So it's not an endorsement, but I will say, at Target yesterday, the spray spray. stuff. See, I sort of like the spray more. The spray is good, yeah. Uh, I don't really enjoy it. So it's fine on the... What I have found is the spray is fine on the golf course. Because, like, you're kind of moving a little bit and you're ready a little sweaty. But, like, if if you're beaching it, like, if you're asking the sun to be on you... Yeah. You got to go with the lotion. Does the lotion Irish work skin, better than the spray? Yes. The, I, the, oh, my Irish, I got you. My I fair, you. fair Irish skin will just be crisp if I don't put 50 mm. left, like lotion on every hour. Mm. Okay. Yeah, just be careful out there. Just be careful yeah. out there. You know what actually too. might help you here is uh, people have been asking for swag for quite some time here. And damn it, we have a pop-up shop for the next two weeks at scorenorth.com slash shop. That's S-K-O-R north.com slash shop. Maybe Dex can put this in the YouTube uh, comment comments. section here, too, in the description. You got it. Where we have Before I Die Purple Daily-themed shirts. We've got Purple Daily hats and koozies and a purple and gold Score North t-shirt as well. We've got long sleeve if you want to cover your, your arms during those simmering training camp practices Another you can go that. short sleeve if you want to bronze the forums all items are free shipping and the store is open until midnight on august 2nd and then we will ship stuff in the month of august so okay. check it out right now i know there's some people who listen internationally to our show and we love you guys but right now the shop is open for the continental usa only right now we'll do another one in the fall at some point but uh check out the before i die shirts the purple daily trucker hats and, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. What else would you want to add if we did something in, like, October in the fall season? So check them out. Love it. Uh, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed. An AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system. Football. An ultra-realistic, true-to-life visuals powered by Next Vision. Learn more at TCL.com. 
So uh, I have for you, and I would be curious if you guys have other ones that you want to add to this, but uh, yesterday's show was all about Judd's 10 players that that could pop up from under the radar and impress at training camp, really like the 10 Mr. Mankato candidates. Not all of the candidates, but right. the 10 main Mr. Mankato candidates. Yep. Mr. Mankato founded by the Mackey and Judd show back in the day on 1500 ESPN. So while there's much chatter around the Vikings podcast and blog sphere, just know that Mr. Mankato, the original version, comes from Mackey and Judd when we delivered a styrofoam cooler with Funyuns in it to Adam Thielen. There it is right there. Yep. There's a picture for the YouTube audience. There's people commenting on YouTube that, wow, I thought Mackie was about a foot taller than that. I'm kneeling here. I don't know what you guys, I'm like seven feet tall, but I didn't want to make Chip and Judd feel weird. So I'm kneeling there. I'm going to go out on a limb and say from the looks of that picture, a long time ago now, I was out drinking late the night before. (laughs) Can we pop that back up? I look, look at me. How hungover was Judd? Look at me. I look hungover. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely, I've got that slouch, like, oh my God, my. Well, you don't have good posture. You and I both don't have good posture. I have terrible posture. I I have terrible posture. It's in your eyes that you were definitely out drinking last night. Yep. And my face is a little bit red and -hmm. it's not a sunburn, but yes, my posture is all time bad. And, and it's uh, made worse by the fact that I shuffle when I walk. I walk like I'm 80. I shuffle. I like kick rocks because my feet shuffle so badly. Why? Why don't you don't pick, pick your feet, feet up more? Because I would have to concentrate on that, and I just it's, don't do it. It's the simplest you thing. Know, time for that. But I literally yeah. shuffle. Like people have said before, I knew it was you from across the room because hello. it looked like an old man shuffling. I could hear. I could just hear the feet. Yeah. Just Hello. Yep. Hello. <laughs> I shuffle. That's what I do. Amazing. So if you see someone with just SPF 6,000 slathered all over their body, shuffling around Vikings training camp, that will be Judd at the uh, Vikings practice facility. So I bring to you five interesting storylines to me anyways. All right. These are not the five most interesting storylines. These are not five storylines of interest to the public or to Judd or to Declan. These are the five most interesting storylines to old Macadac here at Vikings training camp. Love it. I'll throw the five out, and then you guys can tell me what you would add or maybe subtract, all right? And uh, I'm not even going to count down. I'm just going to give you the one that I am the most interested in right away here, all right? Mm -hmm. I am interested to see how close Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith can get back to their 2019 form. We all knew that those guys had... Great peaks, and you know, Daniil Hunter is still like in the middle of his prime. He's twenty-seven years old. Zadarius is only twenty-nine years old. So they're, you know, it's not like either one of these guys is ancient. But um, get a load of this, okay? Two thousand nineteen was the last time both these guys were healthy at the same time. They combined that season for twenty-eight sacks, thirty-two combined tackles for losses. They were number one and number two in the NFL in total pressures generated. 181 total pressures generated by those two guys. That's 11 per game. And if you're wondering, okay, let's see, 11 per game. Quarterbacks average about 30 dropbacks per game. That means these guys were combining to get pressure on one in every three dropbacks. And that includes like screen passes and stuff, or like you can just almost take those off the board entirely. There's quick passes where you have no chance to get a pressure. Right. So if you take those passes out of the game, they're probably getting pressure in 2019 like every other pass play, which is pretty incredible. So 
I don't know that you're going to be able to see it pop like in a shorts and shells practice, but if those guys, I just want to see them move around, I guess. I just want to see, can they get through all these practices with no tweaks or dings or weird neck injuries or, you know, and you know, that's what happened with Daniil a couple of years ago, right? He was just, all of a sudden he had a tweak in his neck and he supposedly just slept wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah I, it's up, like so. I just slept wrong and then he's ha- having... Major surgery. So, so can we get bummer. through these practices without any weird sleeping wrong, tweak neck right. situations so they can get back to their 2019 form? Well, and I don't think, just guessing, I don't think there's going to be any real practice situation for the most part where it's going to be going fast enough to tweak like your neck or something. I'm not saying a guy won't sprain an ankle or something. Uh, but here's the other thing. Phil, off your um, storyline that I think is going to be so interesting to watch. From the stats that you just cited, now, Zadarius Smith was playing in a 3-4 defense, if I'm not mistaken, in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But, of course, of course, for the most part, Daniil had his hand in the dirt at the left end. And so now he's going to be freed up to stand up and form basically what should be a potential complete hell for opposing lines and quarterbacks from the outside coming in. So like just from a, just from an athletic standpoint, I guess my question is this, if Daniil Hunter, is it uh, full strength? If he's absolutely fine, how much havoc can he cause in this role too? Cause it's not coming with your hand in the dirt, which look, he was great at, but that's sort of my point. If you're combining him with Smith and, and they are coming from the edge uh, it's been made very clear without trying to hide this too, that they're going to move around. So it's not like going to be predictable. Like they, they fully plan to get these guys at times matched up on interior offensive linemen, guard centers. So yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that this could be, if they can maintain their health, this could be another step, especially for Daniil. That is going to be incredible to watch. Yes. I mean, those those guys being healthy is going to be the single biggest reason for a defensive turnaround. I keep saying it. There's going to be so much made about the scheme and, oh, they went from this scheme to that scheme. It's like, and that the scheme might help. I'm sure the scheme will help. But just having those guys back, those guys, again, combined for 181 pressures in 2019. That's crazy. So can they, can they just be 75, 80% of what they were then and then you know, let, let some of the other guys do their jobs? So just watching Hunter and Zedarius is the number one thing that I'm the most interested in going into Vikings training camp, right? Uh, number two, I think the, the second storyline that I'm most interested in is just the tension-free football team that this is compared to one year ago. One year ago, we had coaches on the hot seats. We had weird tension between head coach and quarterback. We had weird COVID vaccination tension and some guys were vax, like the Vikings had the lowest vax rate on the team, and the and the head coach is going up to the podium and publicly ripping players and saying that some of these guys think I don't know what some of these guys are reading and like it was it just it felt weird, and uh, and I think Judd has become a master over the years at just sniffing out mm, this smells funny in the off season. Oh, Percy Harvin is on day 15 and like it's like his seventh grandma that's died. Why is he not with the team? He had so many grandmas. What's happening? And uh, last year, you kind of called it like, okay, this is weird. They're all kind of fight. There's like COVID angst, and the coach and the quarterback are at each other, and Cousins is referencing a plexiglass cubicle, and it just felt weird. 
And this year, it, it almost feels weird the other way, where it's very kumbaya and guys are loving it. Guys are loving hanging out with each other. And you know, Eric Kendricks has a YouTube channel and he's posting all these team chemistry paintball videos and all this. Like, it's just it's kind of a a post Mike Zimmer honeymoon period. We might even have coaches making eye contact with players, Brian O'Neill, and asking how their day was in the hallway. I that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> he, he might stop and talk then. Yeah, you don't want go- that. You don't want social interaction. No, no. A- absolutely you can not. can really this ruin a football, football team. Damn it. <laughs> this is a intriguing one because I, and I think we discussed this about a month back or so. So I brought this up at the spring camps, and I was told by people inside, it's a big improvement, but we haven't lost a game yet. And so their their point was, if you start to lose, that, that um, kumbaya feel can go away pretty quickly. But this is also why we talk about shelf lives, right? Like, it's not like a coach has to become terrible. But I think that there's a certain point where where the majority of people, especially coaches, their message starts to sort of wane, right? Or or players are like, you know, we play. I played for this guy for six years or something. And so when, when we talk about the whole shelf life thing, this is exactly what I mean. And, you know, Mike for a long time was a pretty good coach. Like we can go and bash him now, but he was a pretty good coach for a long time. And then it started to get toxic and things started to go well. And, and people, I think, in the building got tired of Mike and Rick too to be fair. So yes, I think your point is very valid in the fact that we we now have a reset and a different atmosphere and a different tempo and quite frankly, an offensive guy who's young and excited. So if they lose games, it might change things, but you're not I don't think you're going to sense a toxic atmosphere unless it's brought on by the coach and Kevin O'Connell does not seem like a guy who anytime soon is going to bring on something like a children's did in 2006 that would be considered a toxic atmosphere. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like the things that that bring about a toxic atmosphere in a football locker room. Number one coach becomes unlikable and well, let's well actually number one is losing, right? Yep. Yep. You, you lose games and then fingers start yes. to get pointed and it's everyone starts to feel the pressure and, or, not even losing, just not not winning up to expectations. Because it's not like the Vikings have lost games at the rate of the Jets or the Lions or some of these other teams over the years. I mean, they're still they're still in the playoff hunt with two or three weeks to go. Yeah, but they're not meeting. Ex- so number one is just not meeting expectations and the angst that goes with that. Number two would be head coach. Just the message wears thin, and some of that plays into losing. I think number three is kind of what like the Cardinals went through this off season until that weird contract with. The uh, you must watch film clause was signed for Kyler Murray, but like a quarterback that is is in a dispute with the organization. That's a bad sign right away. Yeah. That's a How that's a toxic that? sign. That's a toxic sign that that got leaked is a very toxic thing. Yes. So we'll, we'll give you forty million dollars a year, but we don't think you work hard. So you need to you need four hours a week of uninterrupted study time on your tablet. Is like How are Kathy they going to police Bates, that? Is Kathy Bates going to come in like in the blind side? Like, is he hiring a tutor? Like, who, like who, who is the person that's like logging this? Is the biggest question I have with the whole Kyler Murray thing. It's weird. It's or maybe she'll come in like uh, 
Like in misery. I yeah. knew you were going there. I knew you were going to go there. Hey, kids. No. RIP, James. Go, go Google the ankle hobbling scene from misery. Yeah. That's what's going to happen to Kyler Murray. Hey, you, oh, I think you were only logged in for two and a half hours this week. Yeah. Lay down, Sonny. You won't be running this week at all, Kyler. <laughs> You're going to be standing be in the pocket. back. So, yeah, but like none of those things. Kirk is happy with his contract, and Daniil is happy with his contract, at least for one more year, and everyone's happy with Kevin O'Connell because they haven't lost a game yet. And So, yeah, the, just the tension-free zone that is Vikings football right now. All right, number three. It's kind of a continuation of number two. I'm curious to see how good is Kevin O'Connell. And, again, we, we won't actually see this play out for several games or maybe even a year or two, but we will start to see it manifest at camp. How is he working with players? The one thing you could see right away with Mike Zimmer in 2014, he knew exactly who he was as a defensive coach. He knew exactly which players to spend a lot of time with. Yep. He wasn't just out there kind of in over his head. There were times where Brad Childress early on, you could tell the guy had really no idea who he was as an NFL head coach. Mike Zimmer, faults and all, knew exactly what he wanted to do the minute he stepped foot on training camp grounds in 2014. So, how good is Kevin O'Connell? How commanding is he? And ultimately, like my big picture question for him is, is he going to be the second or third coming of you know, these these young gurus in that Shanahan offense that goes back? Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, is he going to be an extension of those guys? Where like we've seen the peak of that offense under those guys. The San Francisco 49ers in 2019 had the number two scoring offense in the league with Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, Sean McVay, and, and that, that was Shanahan's third year in San Francisco. Sean McVay, in year one in 2017, with young Jared Goff, had the number one scoring offense in the NFL. So is he going to be next in line and just immediately this thing's going to go from 14th highest scoring offense to third or second? Or is he going to be the highly touted, the Matt Nagy type, right? The highly touted coordinator under a well-respected offensive mind. And a year and a half later, you're like, ugh, what the deal is with this guy. I think the thing that dovetails between your second and third one is is when Kevin O'Connell joined us and talked about that 35-day streak where that Rams team last year who won the Super Bowl didn't win a single game between November. I think the entire month of November, they didn't win a single game, like 35-plus days from the end of October into early December when they actually won a game. So adversity is obviously going to hit this team at some point, whether it's losing, whether it's injuries, whether it's ineffectiveness, self-doubt, all those things we've talked about so far. And how does he adapt to that? Because when you're the OC of the Rams, like, He's obviously part of the big picture there. He's trying to get that team back on track. They're at the drawing board trying to figure out what went wrong during this four to five game losing streak. But now you're the man now, Kevin. Like you're you're the guy who has to figure it all out. How does he handle all that stew of adversity? I, that's what I'm most curious about to watch this season. And McVay owns rooms. That's the one thing that stands out. Like it jumps off the screen. Yeah. That guy walks into a room and he owns it. And and I don't think that that is I don't think that you can say I own this room. Listen to me. But like the McVeighs, the Tomlins, like people have this and it's an intangible. And I don't know exactly what the secret sauce is, but it exists. And I think the question with O'Connell is, uh, to Phil's point, who who's he going to be? Because one, you have to be yourself. Like you can't change. Oh, today, this year I'm Tony Dungy. Let's all get along. And next year I'm Belichick. Um and the other thing, too, is, and I think that this is going to be true of O'Connell, and I think it's going to be true of of more and more young coaches because you can't just say, I'm McVay, I'm Tomlin. And it's this attribute. The attribute to know not only who 
you are, but what you need from your team and the players to pick up the slack potentially. Like that's where a quarterback can can be absolutely huge. Because if the quarterback respects you and like, let's say that you can certainly lead, but you're not a commanding presence, but the quarterback is, think about how much that helps a coach. And so I am curious because I don't think for one second that O'Connell is McVay. I think he's very smart, but I think he's smart enough. And this is the most important thing right now. He's smart enough to know he's not McVay. So I don't think he's going to try and copy that as as far as presence goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a very that's a very nuanced thing, right? Like that's an incredibly to know to know that you can do this, this, and this, but aren't great at this, that, and this is a very a, it, it's an interesting dance, I think, as a coach to uh, try and do. I also like that he's kind of pulling throughout his career as a player and a coach. I mean, he's he's spent a lot of time with Tom Brady in 2008 and mm-hmm. spent a lot of time with Bill Belichick. And there's a lot of other guys that both coaches and, and players, he just has a, a large sampling of some of the more interesting and smart football and offensive minds dating back to 2008. So yeah. What, what does he look and feel like as a coach? And is he going to go more down the path of these young superstars or the ones that flamed out after a couple of years and then were disgraced and got fired? Okay, number four on my list here of things that I am the most interested in heading into training camp is the offensive line actually fixed. To what degree is it actually fixed? And there's going to be one main position battle here, but there's also a sneaky one, too, that we haven't talked a whole lot about yet, but right guard is up for grabs. So you got a couple of veterans in there, Jesse Davis and Chris Reed, and then any number of young players, but uh, I think Ed Ingram's probably going to get... If if a young guy gets any looks, it'll probably be Ed Ingram. Yeah. Center is the one that we're not. We're just kind of like, oh, I guess Garrett Bradbury is going to be the starting center again, and they're going to try and turn him into Brian Allen, who was the the guy who the light bulb went on in year four for him with the Rams, fourth-round draft pick, similar size to Garrett Bradbury. But if Bradbury struggles in camp and Chris Reed looks really good and they feel good about the other players at right guard, I mean, is it is there any chance that – Garrett Bradbury could just be bumped out as the starting center early. That's the that's one of the questions I have. Will they split any time, or will they will they go in saying no? We're gonna we're gonna empower this guy despite the fact that we just declined his fifth year option. Kind of a weird dance to to have. Are they gonna go in empower him? Say you're the guy, you're the guy, and then make a decision in October if they need to. Or are they gonna? Is it gonna turn into a battle in camp? I think right now, if you had me guess, I would take door two. I um because a battle in camp. Um, no, 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 that they're going to go, go in and not have a competition. And be, oh. because in the spring workouts, they were very careful because they're trying to install like so much right now that they basically had, um, aside from switching out the right guard once in a while, they had that offensive line together the whole time. Um, I So here's the question off your point that I think is a bigger question with how they're approaching things. Because you know what? I don't think anyone who's watched the last few years of Bradbury totally trusts him, and I don't think that they should. My question is this. What workaround do you have schematically if you're going to give him the job to make sure it's okay? Like, is there something we don't see? I'm sure it's not going to be discussed publicly. But, like, is there a workaround? Is there a shortcut? Is there something that you How about Kirk lining up under the right guard? (laughs) Hey, that might help a little bit. Um, But is there something that they have seen that they think can be fixed? 
That's my question. Well, what are the, I mean, schematically, you can either move the pocket, you can run more play action, or you can just get rid of the ball quick with right. quicker developing routes. But is right? that it? Like, is that it? Is is there is there a plan to chip block more? I don't know. I just, I don't sense, I, I think that they're going to be so focused on trying to get this first Football. team prepared no, for the That was for, for chip block. Yeah, oh, chip, for, blocks for are, chip, chip blocks are important. You, you got to chip. If, if you don't chip, you're crazy. Um, but I think that there's going to be such a focus primarily on mental reps and preparing this team for the opener that I don't know that we're going to see a battle there. Now, if he completely falls apart, it changes it. But again, I don't know these guys are going to push each other hard enough in training camp to a- actually see that a guy is terrible. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these guys, as we've discussed before as well, don't play in the exhibition games. So, like, there's going to be very little time to say, that guy still sucks. Yeah, how far are they going to take that? Would they would they take basically the 22 projected starters and just say, uh-uh? Like, Lewis Seen. Is Lewis Seen going to not play a preseason game? I bet. Oh, that's a good question. I think the Rams, though, you know, sat the majority, if not all, of, of their starters including Stafford who was new to the offense yeah teams seem to think and the Rams are the perfect example of this that anything you would gain by all right we're going to go out there and we're going to run our offense against a different team and and we're gonna we're gonna you know get some hits under our belt that any gain that you there might be perceived by fans and media that the risk is way too much for whatever that gain is that you can still just go out there in week one and Figure it out. And the paranoia has only grown. It's worse now. So so if you are going to have, you know, Kirk play and Jefferson play, Thielen Cook, you're going to do nothing with them. So like they're literally going to go out there and run vanilla plays. And I think they're I think the Vikings point is what's the point of that? Um I think that there's a very good chance in training camp practices that, that are open to the public. So not the walkthroughs and stuff. But I think the actual practices, they won't do much there. Like they, they will go over set certain things, but they're not they're not going to show you a lot. They don't want us. So when are to they going to write it? But they have it, to. Classroom, it's a new system. It's so, cla- so in the classroom they're going to talk. They're going to talk about the things that they might do, but we're not going to show it and the fans. <laughs> and they'll walk through it. And do the walkthroughs? So the walkthroughs happen at noon. On some of these days, are fans allowed in for the walkthroughs or just for the practices in the I afternoon? I think it might be just for the practices. Okay, I think it and might then the media just... is not supposed to report directly on X's and O's and things you see, right? Correct. Correct. So don't go breaking the rules. Well, and they yes. do. Don't little go. Thing. We should have some code don't words go for you. Don't go breaking the rules. Yep. Like what? I don't know. We should come up with our own language for That's how you correct. can you can tell us what's happening. You know, and it, it'll be like your own code word language, and you can tell us that. Hey, this is uh, so Justin Dalvin Jefferson was wide. in the slot on this play, and uh, Dalvin was split out wide. Then we need a word for that. Bacon. If that happens, just tweet bacon. 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 The emoji too. <laughs> just the emoji of bacon. I yeah. Think oh, so just tweet, anytime oh, you see Dalvin yeah. Cook Jack out wide take it yeah. and incorporate yeah. it. Oh yeah. my God! Do you know what the Vikings are doing at training camp? <laughs> Dalvin Cook's been split out. Justin Jefferson's in the backfield. If they run a fake punt on a direct snap. It's called Apple, okay? Just send an Apple emoji out. If they show us a fake punt, I'll give you each 20 bucks. 
If they run a flea flicker, it's the zucchini. It's the zucchini for sure. I get very excited about the zucchini or the eggplant. I'm sorry, the eggplant is what I okay. meant to say. Now we're taking things too far. You're really excited about the eggplant. <laughs> Where do we draw the line? Yeah, bacon. Uh, bacon. Yeah. Okay. And then the fifth thing on my list here, the five things that I am personally most excited as we go uh, about going into training camp, just to just to see is. To what extent did they completely whiff on the 2021 draft? Now that you know, Cam Bynum, I think, is a hit, and there's there's some guys in there. Sure. Christian Derrissaw looks like a hit in round one. So, you know, but these third round picks in particular, Kellen Mond. So he's kind of my headline. I'm, I really want to see what Kellen Mond looks like. Yeah. Chaz Surratt, Wyatt Davis, Patrick Jones. These are not six round draft picks, seventh round undrafted free agents. These are third round picks. Mm-hmm. and they're basically in witness protection here. So starting with Kellen Mond, what do these guys look like? And Christian Derrissaw, you know, I, th- I think we know where he's headed. He's just, at, at the very least, going to be a solid left tackle with the upside right. of being a pro bowler. Right. So to what extent did they whiff on the 2021 draft, the third round in particular? Let's start Let's start seeing some, some things out there, boys. So I think Davis, either his practice squad or just completely cut and gone, because like I don't see mm. how he's how is he going to compete? Like, Someone's going to pluck him, don't guards. you think? Because he was so Probably, highly yeah. touted that some team will. Oh, we had him as a second round grade. Probably Jones intrigues me. I think he might be good, as we we talked about in the uh, guys who potentially will be under the radar going into camp. Um, but yeah, I think that there's a I think there's a few guys that probably are have no chance. Because like you got to compete for the job, and then and, and if. If these guys brought in players, they're not going to, unless they think a guy is really good from that draft class, I don't think they're going to encourage more competition from a guy who they consider to not be a great prospect. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. You're right. Yeah. And we're going to, if if everyone's right about them not playing starters in these preseason games, then we're probably going to see full halves of Kellen Mond. They're going to bring in, they did bring in a tight end to fill their roster. So right now, <clears throat> excuse me, three they only have three quarterbacks. No camp arm. Which is Isn't sort of that weird. kind of weird? Don't we usually yes. have the fourth camp arm? They might cut someone at some point here, right? All right, here's a crazy thought about the fourth arm. They have, no, it's not going to be exciting, but it's just a thought. They have now, oh. um, uh, the coach is going to be obviously affixed to the quarterbacks quite a bit. They have an OC, they have a quarterbacks coach, and they have an assistant QBs coach. I wonder if they're going to have a slappy just throw some passes to. Because like so you're not going to sling it around. Because okay. you're not going to work Cousins's arm. Like that would make zero sense, right? Man, you, man, you earn you don't that care. paycheck. <laughs> throw, yeah. another, throw, throw another 50 passes but, I mean, to the third team. That's why you bring team. in that fourth guy, right? So, so just as a camp arm. And then, so if, if you've got, Mannion throwing a ton of passes. I would want to think that you want to get a real look at Mond. Like, I don't think you're going to jack around with Mond. I think you're going to try and get get a long, hard look there. I'm going with assistant quarterbacks coach is going to be throwing passes. Write that down. I don't know how we can quantify <laughs> I, that. What, but... I'm not doing that because I'm not tracking it. If it doesn't happen, I don't care. <laughs> well, you're, yeah, you're the only one. out. You're the eyes and ears for Purple Daily and Scarlet. So those are the, the five main things, the five storylines that are most interesting to me. I like it. And uh, those five storylines were presented in part by the summer of Surly, which just it feels like it's just ramping up as yes. training camp is really the heart of, of summer and then eventually the, the state fair. So exactly right. a fun stretch here. So so uh, starting on Wednesday, I'm going to spend some long, hard days at camp. And you know what? When those days are done, 
Judd's going to be thirsty. And that's why Judd is going to come home to a fridge stocked with Surly. In the summer of Surly, I'm going to tell you right now, the choices are endless. We've got the Logic Bomb. Of course, my personal favorite, the Furious. We've got, as, as Declan found out over the weekend, we've got more Supremes than we know what to do with. And all of them will be in my fridge because the summer of Surly is going to keep me cool. And the summer of Surly is going to agree with my taste buds after a day of football practice. It's time to turn my attention to a Pro Bowl beer, Surly. We should uh, we should send Judd out there with a cooler. Just see what just sunglasses, <laughs> yeah. some sunscreen. I don't need I don't need to have my pass revoked, okay? No, you do not. Sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> That's bad when that happens. Uh also, guys, you don't have to be embarrassed about this, okay? Guys, it's some guys suffer from E D. It happens. Valley Park Medical Clinic is dedicated to providing breakthrough E D remedies to men in the greater Minneapolis area. The approach is medical, and the treatments are surgery-free and drug-free and also non-invasive. The Valley Park Medical Clinic team is highly trained. They'll work with you in a discreet, professional manner so you can feel right at home asking any question you want in a very uh, safe and confidential environment. ValleyParkMedicalClinic.com to find out more. Also, thanks to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company for also helping us power Purple Daily on a daily basis. They've been helping businesses for over 100 years based in Owatonna, Minnesota. They're one of us and um, a, lot of, a lot of big sports fans there with stories about heartbreak and uh, devastation. So you can feel right at home when you work with Federated Insurance. Find out more about how they can help your business maximize its potential through risk management tools and resources at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. What are people saying about the Minnesota Vikings? Wouldn't you like to know? So I found this on Vikings.com, actually. State-run media here. Vikings.com. Okay. And uh, Craig Peters. Did, uh, I've never met Craig Peters, but he did a great deep dive into first-year head coaches dating back to 2017. So somebody asked him, you know, hey, Kevin O'Connell, how confident should we be? And so he took the question and dove into every new head coach the last five years how they all fared in their first season, and he might have done like a multi-year dive. I'm just going to read some of this to you guys, get your thoughts. So the coaches that he charted combined for 215 total victories, which is an average of just under seven wins in their first season. Zach Taylor, Matt LaFleur, and uh, Brennan Staley are considered members of the McVay tree, along with Kevin O'Connell. They combined for an average of eight wins. So the total average is seven but it's brought up by Taylor, LeFleur, and Staley to an average of eight wins in their first year. Now, I'll stop there for just a second because some of these guys, namely namely Zach Taylor, took over barren cupboards. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals were just a disaster, and they were bad for a couple years, and then Joe Burrow blossomed. So, But I'd also, I also don't think that KOC is taking over the same roster that LeFleur took, like LeFleur took over, Rodgers still in his prime, and a loaded defense, and just boom goes, what, 13-3 and three right out of the gate? So the Vikings roster probably falls somewhere between what LeFleur inherited and what Taylor inherited. So that's worth noting. Of the 31 first-year hires since 2017, wow, 17 are still with their team. So about 55% are still with their team five years later. 
eight of the 17 still with their teams had previously been an offensive coordinator and or head coach in the NFL. Two had been an offensive coordinator and head coach in college, and three others had been an NFL offensive assistant. Um, And then the five who posted double-digit wins in their first full season, so the five that did the best, all had prior experience as an NFL offensive coordinator. Now, the league is hiring more offensive coordinator types to be head coaches, so the numbers are a little bit skewed. But it is worth noting that uh, the five best seasons of first-year coaches all came from offensive coordinators. So what do you make of all this? I make of, uh, I make of this a very simple thing, and it comes down to, I think primarily, the most important thing, the relationship between the quarterback and coach. Uh, Taylor didn't have one, so he was screwed. To your point, they were awful. He was screwed. Um, LaFleur got a great one. Uh, After that, I feel like some guys stepped into certainly situations that weren't nearly as dire. And look, I think O'Connell is stepping into a situation here in in which I think that he might not, he's not getting what LaFleur did, but it's a hell of a lot closer to what LaFleur got than Taylor got. And so I I think the single most important thing and, and what I am so excited to find out is can Kirk thrive here? Can Kirk be, I firmly believe that Kirk is going to be put in a position to succeed. And the, and the question now is, can he thrive? And and for those who say, well, he was screwed with Zimmer. I mean, come on, come on, he'll thrive. He'll thrive. You know, I will remind you that in Washington, it was certainly not a dumpster fire offensively. There were some good people there and, and he still uh, statistically and more importantly, record wise was very much who he's been. So, like, this would be the first time that Kirk, t- Kirk takes off. Um, but I think O'Connell, I think the biggest thing, and I'm not saying that, that this could ultimately cost him his job. I don't think it would. But I think the most important thing is going to be what can Kevin O'Connell get from Kirk Cousins that even Kevin O'Connell back in the first stint together in Washington didn't necessarily get. Yeah, that's that's the f- interesting thing here is, like, we've kind of come full circle on Kirk Cousins' career in a lot of ways where it's, now he's got the system and now he's got a guy like Kevin O'Connell and now he's got the same system and guy that he had in Washington. But, but it is in fairness, Kirk is a more experienced and better quarterback now than he was. I think for sure compared to Washington and compared to maybe 2018, 19. That's the thing. Like it, it is fair to say that he's gotten better in some areas. He took a lot of self-owned pressures a couple of years ago, according to Pro Football Focus, like seventh most in the league, where he it was his fault that the pressure arrived because he wasn't throwing the ball early enough or whatever. He cut that way down last year. See? Oh, is that, is that Vinny, the Vinster? Vinny is, it has oh, hot Vinny. cousin sticks. He, he does, does not the like pressure, The pressure is hater. facing Vincent right now. Vinny, hater. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Vinny's welcome to jump on and make his okay. make his appearance here on the show. Yeah, he'll, he'll he'll give some takes here. There's some right guard, I think. That Kirk, I think you found him <laughs> right there. The bark in that dog, you're not gonna you're not gonna. I don't know if that was Maya else. or throwing the, the Vinster. Maya has yeah. a very loud bark for the yeah. the 18 pounds same, that she is. Same with Vinny. Packs a packs pounds, a punch, man. But that guy's got a got a howitzer of a bark. Just it's, it's got a motor on him. Um, but yeah, like I'm I'm excited to see this thing. I'm uh, I I'm just I'm just kind of sick of the Zimmer cousin stuff. Like I know that Lieber Lieber had the interview last week and it made the national rounds and stuff, but mm-hmm. that's one thing I would like to, to pledge here. I'm probably going to fail, but I'll just speak for myself. 
I just want to look forward with Cousins and Kevin O'Connell. I just, I personally want a clean slate here going forward. I want to see what these guys look like now that camp is here. And I just like the things that have happened. I think a lot of them probably aren't properly placed on Kirk Cousins enough the last four years. Our audience knows that. Vinny knows that. But new chapter, new relationship, new offense. Let's see what happens. That's kind of where I'm at with this whole thing. Well, just like how Vinny's looking right in the screen here, I brought up this point to Judd today. If if everything goes right with Kevin O'Connell and all the offense and things are clicking, but the Vikings are still that eight and nine, nine and eight, yep, type of team, well then you have to look in the mirror. It's all on eight. Like it's all on Kirk Cousins at that point. If everything else clicks to where it's supposed to be, if Kevin O'Connell's the guru, falls back to the quarterback. He's got to own up to those issues. Yeah. And I do I think O'Connell, I think, is in this case, all in. Like I, I think he thinks that Kirk can work. Um, it's interesting though, and we, we did a deeper dive on this on the Friday show, but the one thing I can't get totally past now is Quasi's comments about the quarterback position. The USA like, Today article? Yes, yeah. yes, because that was, that was the first time that he has sort of peeled things back, I feel, and given an honest assessment. And it wasn't exactly like, oh yeah, no, our guy's great. Our guy's fantastic. No, it, he, it, yeah. it was an, it wasn't. It was an honest assessment of just how difficult it is to find a player at that spot, and that you're not going to downgrade on purpose. So, yeah. like that was the one thing that made me, for the first time, think. As I told Dex uh, on the show today, it made me at least think about this. I think there's a very good chance that the Wolf said we're going to ride with Kirk. He's going to get a contract. He's certainly not bad, um, and so. They're also going to ride with a coach, not Jim Harbaugh, but a coach that knows Kirk and likes Kirk, right? But it's an interesting dynamic that basically, as we uh, get close to training camp, that that USA Today piece surfaced with some very interesting comments from a very important person basically expressing some some doubt that I think we all are going to have until it, it is proven by Kirk that this is going to work completely or we get back to it might not, or it's probably not going to work. He basically said, and and yes, we did do a dive into this last week. So if you want the whole conversation, just check it out. But he basically said, we don't have Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. And he, I think those are the two quarterbacks he said, like he named those quarterbacks. We, we don't have that dude. When you have that dude, your odds to win a Super Bowl go up. Yep. He goes, he also said, we do feel really confident in our, decision-making process with the people we have here that we can, we can sort of win the draft lottery more often than because the draft is kind of a crapshoot. Even the smartest people are going to whiff on a high percentage, but we feel like we can hit at a higher percentage, but it's also really hard to find that dude at quarterback. So we're just going to kind of settle for this guy at quarterback who we know what we're getting and we're going to hope to, to maximize him. So it was like, on one hand, he's like, yeah, he's, we don't, we don't think he's, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It wasn't all in. But he's good sure. enough to where it's everything yeah. that we've talked about, right? But he's he's tantalizing right. enough and he's safe enough to where we don't have to start over and go back to the drawing board, especially when the ownership is pressuring you to be competitive on a on a yearly basis. And so we'll see. We'll see if they can take him to a level that he hasn't been. I think a lot of the Cousins Crusaders out there would say, he's always been at that level. It's up to everything else to rise up. Around and yes, there are things around him that need to rise up, but all of it, all of it needs to rise up, and it starts this week 
with Judd Zolgad in the mix. Judd. A skinny Judd Zolgad. How many people are going to be out there that maybe haven't seen <laughs> oh, you since? Since uh, I mean, is there anyone you're going to see at camp that you haven't seen since the end of the season? Or have you probably seen no, most of these so. people I've at like OTAs and mini camps? I've seen them all. Boy, that guy lost a lot of weight. Some of the yeah. fans might see you for the first time, though. That's exactly right. And if they saw me at uh, this year la- or this time last year, they probably said, "Judge, you're looking pretty big." But now you see that guy that uh, that was just put up from a weekend ago at a wedding, and that weight loss is thanks to my friends at. Livia Weight Control Centers. I want you to join me now. In fact, Dawn and I are down to combined 50 plus pounds. So it's a teamwork thing. And the simple start plan, only $59. Personalized and guided support online or in person. Whichever is most convenient for you, it's as simple as this. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-Livia.com. L-I-V-E-A.com. If you want to look good, if you want your clothes to fit, if you want the easiest method I've ever had to take off the pounds, Livia.com. Shout out to our friends at Dennis Kirk as well. They've been a partner of ours from the very start at Score North. And if you're a motorcycle guy or gal, they've got what you need, accessories, apparel, parts. And we'd love for you to give them a look for whatever your needs are. DennisKirk.com, free shipping on orders over $89. And same-day shipping on orders placed before 8 p.m. Ride more, wait less at DennisKirk.com. All right, don't forget, scorenorth.com slash shop. We've got our pop-up shop for the next couple weeks. It's going to be open for a week and change until uh, midnight on August 2nd. So we've got the Before I Die shirts. we got Purple Daily trucker hats. we got koozies. we got a Score North purple and gold theme shirt. And uh, we'll maybe cook up some other stuff for a fall pop-up shop. But we're sending Judd off to training camp here. Yep. Daily episodes are going to continue up. next Skinnier, week. But all growing up. We got Realistic Randy and Dex firing up next Monday, August 1st. Also, Before We Die, the podcast with Jesse and Thor starting up next week. So you're going to see a lot of stuff on the Purple Daily podcast feed, in addition to all the regular daily flagship episodes and the YouTube channel. If you click subscribe on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, you can uh, help spread the word about this community of Vikings fans. And we'll give you that daily Vikings content every single day. See you guys tomorrow. Hey, this is Adam Carolla from the Adam Carolla Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season as well. Find all the latest players, developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including MLB playoffs, uh, the start of the NHL season, MMA, of course, boxing, and even golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. 
It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favored Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.